We are Life Church, one church meeting in multiple locations and reaching around the world with the help of Church Online. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out online simply by going to life.church. Or we'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week and everywhere you go with the all new Life Church app available today wherever you download your apps from. You know, it's election season here in the United States, but what dominates the headlines shouldn't dominate our hearts. And today, Pastor Craig Rochelle starts a brand new message series that will teach us how to be ambassadors of a holy nation in part one of Under God. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Hey, at all of our churches, can you join me in celebrating the amazing news that on this weekend, we've seen over 1,200 people go forward with their relationship in the Lord Jesus Christ, being baptized, new life, in Christ, can you believe that we get to be a part of something so special to every single one of you? Congratulations, we celebrate with you and rejoice in who Jesus is in your life. If you're just now joining us, we are in part one of a four-part message series called Under God? Now, let me ask a question. I'd love to get a little participation at all of our different churches. How many of you, and I know a lot of you would not be, but how many of you are aware that there's an election coming up around the corner. Has anybody, anybody noticed anything going on in, in that realm? Absolutely, yes, man, we are inundated with all sorts of messages um, and it's an important time in our country with an election coming up. Uh, a lot of people are excited, a lot of people are afraid, some people are packing their bags and heading somewhere else. And, and with all the tension that's going on, for the next four weeks, what I wanna do is I wanna talk into our church community about how we can respond as Jesus followers and be actively engaged. And so I'm gonna go ahead and name our two primary uh, candidates uh, to be the president of the United States. And this is not a time to cheer, nor is it a time to boo. Are we clear? Are we clear, right? Uh, we're, yeah, no, no, I'm serious. This is, you know, this is, I want to I be mature about this. We're Jesus followers. We're going to pray for our next president. We're going to be involved. We're going to vote. We're going to be great citizens. And we have some people who are very, very excited about the potential of Hillary Clinton being the president of our country, making uh, what they believe could be a fantastic difference to move us forward. Other people would say Donald Trump is exactly what we need. He could make America great again. There are some people who are saying, I'm not really voting for a candidate as much as I'm a voting, voting against that other one. You go, and there's a lot of people like that. There are some saying, is this really the best we have in our country? There are other people who are saying, who really cares? We're going to hell in a handbasket anyway, so hey, let's just buckle up and try to enjoy the ride. Okay? We, I believe, are called to be really involved and engaged, and I wanna talk about how we do that. So. What I'm gonna to do today is I'm gonna talk from the words of both Peter and Paul and Jesus uh, from the Bible. 
But what I wanna do is bounce off of the Pledge of Allegiance in this politically charged time, perhaps the most polarized election, at least in my lifetime, I wanna bounce off of the Pledge of Allegiance and that will guide us through four different themes in the upcoming weeks and I'll explain to you what those are. So if you grew up going to school in the same country I did, you probably said the Pledge of Allegiance. If you wanna say it with me now, it goes like this. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all, the Pledge of Allegiance. Let me tell you where we're gonna go in the upcoming weeks. Today, what I wanna do is bounce off the idea of one nation. We're gonna look at the reality that we're actually called from a heavenly nation to be representatives on earth. Next week, let me tell you, very important, we're gonna talk about under God. And the question we wanna address next week is this, how do those of us who are Jesus followers, how do we live under God in a culture that's becoming increasingly hostile toward the things of God? How do we as Jesus followers live under God in a culture that's becoming increasingly hostile toward God? Week number three, it will be after the election. And you can only imagine the tension there. We're gonna look at the question under the idea of indivisible. How do we as Jesus followers stand united spiritually even though we may have differences politically? How do we stand united spiritually, even though we may have differences politically? Very important. And the week four is hands down my favorite. We're gonna look at with liberty and justice for all, liberty and justice. And I'm gonna change those words to very similar words. Liberty, we're gonna look at grace. Justice, we're gonna look at truth because Jesus came full of grace and truth. How do we in this culture love with grace without compromising truth. Incredibly important that we get this right. And that's what we're gonna be doing in the upcoming weeks. So a little bit of what I say might be controversial. There's always a risk for that. So I wanna give you just a little foundation and tell you first of all, that I was raised in a wildly patriotic flag flying home, okay? If there was ever a holiday where you were fly the flag, our flag was up, okay? If it was a good day in the grocery home, our flag was up. If it was a bad day, the flag might have still been up because we love the flag. In fact, every kid has a cute little saying. If you're a parent, you say, you know, remember, honey, when you were two, you used to say, and then they have a cute little saying. My cute little saying actually revolved around the flag. My dad, who served our country, he taught me when I, you know, he would say, Craig, attention, shut, I'd do this. And then he'd say, salute the flag. Well, I was like two years old, three years old, attention, shut. And then I couldn't salute the flag, so I would say, coot the flag, coot the flag, coot the flag. And that's what I would say, and that was my cute saying. I know you don't care, (laughs) but my mom does, and in honor of her, that was my cute little saying, coot the flag. So I grew up loving our country, still do, amazed at all the freedoms that we have. Uh, For those of you at Church Online, I know that the vast majority of you are from other countries, and I hope you're from a place that you love and honor as much as I love and honor where I've come from. I have to say, with everything in me, I honor those who've served and fought for our country, the brave men and women who have given their lives, given their service. It's something that We should never ever take for granted the reality that we get to be in a place where even what I'm doing right now, what do I have? The freedom of speech. What do we have? 
the freedom to gather and worship together. Never, ever take that for granted. In some places, I would be arrested and even killed for what I'm doing, and you'd have to go underground hiding because we weren't even allowed to do that. You think about all the opportunities we have. I mean, you can start a business. You can, you can create wealth and make a difference. You can have as many children as you want. Something that our family has taken more advantage of than the average family in the United States of America. I mean, that's not even, that's not, that's unheard of in some places in the, the world. And so I think you can probably tell that I absolutely love and honor our country. And I want to say with everything in me, I am thankful for the country I live in, but America is not the promised land, okay? No one's gonna say amen because you know someone might tackle you and take you out and beat you, okay? But I wanna say it again. America is not God's only or his chosen people. We are not his favorite, and I need to say this. It is incredibly arrogant, small-minded, self-centered to think that God's world revolves around us, okay? God's world is much bigger than ours, and we are not the center of the universe. For God so loved the, help me out again, all of our churches, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And so while we are proud to be Americans, for those who are Jesus followers, we need to recognize that we have an even deeper loyalty and a higher calling. While we may be grateful for the freedom of speech, our highest calling is not just to defend the freedom of speech, but to help people find freedom in Christ. And we need to understand, recognize, and embrace that reality. So what I wanna do today is talk about how are we one nation, a spiritual nation under God, how can we as individuals start to make a difference in a world that needs a lot of hope and a lot of help? So if you're a Jesus follower, let me give you a big thought. Now, if you're not a Jesus follower, I'm just honored that you're here. I know there are a lot of you, and I'm really thankful that you're here and hope you continue to feel welcome and loved. Big thought if you're taking notes for those who are Jesus followers, I hope you'll write this down. We are not just Americans, but we are ambassadors from heaven. If you're a Jesus follower, you are not just an American, but you are an ambassador from heaven. In other words, you actually come from a heavenly nation. And some people are gonna go, what in the world is an ambassador from heaven? Where are you getting this idea? Let me show you what the apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.17. He said this, and God has committed to us, who that's the church, that's the believers, that's followers of Jesus. God has committed to us the what? Let's all say it aloud. He's given us the message of reconciliation. In other words, that's your message, that's my message, that's our message if we're Jesus followers. We are what? We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Let's all say it aloud. What are we? We are Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. You may say, well, what is an ambassador? I don't know any ambassadors except for Bob Goff, who is the ambassador for Uganda. <laughs> Sorry about that. If you missed church before, you don't know what I'm doing, but Bob always laughs at himself. I'm gonna start laughing at myself more often. Bob's fun, I wanna be more fun. <laughs> Maybe not, okay. But, but Bob's the ambassador for Uganda. What is an ambassador? An ambassador is the highest ranking diplomat 
sent as a representative from one nation to another. What is an ambassador? It is the highest ranking diplomat sent as a representative from one nation to another. Where are we from? We're from America, but if we're Jesus follower, we're actually from a heavenly nation. If you are a Christ follower, what are you? You're an ambassador. You are the highest ranking diplomat sent by God from heaven to earth. I want you to say that with me. All of our churches, everybody say, I am an ambassador. You're a pathetic ambassador if that's all you got in you. Come on, somebody in Wellington, Florida, give me a little more love. Somebody in Wichita, Kansas, I am an ambassador. Sent by God from heaven to earth. Say it again, I am an ambassador. Sent by God from heaven to earth. If, if you're a Jesus follower, you are the highest ranking diplomat. You are a representative of a heavenly nation here to show the love of God in this world. And let me give you three thoughts about your mission as an ambassador. Number one, as Christ's ambassador, you were not elected by people, but you were chosen and appointed by God. This is good news. You were not elected by people or voted into this. You were chosen and appointed by God. This is what Jesus said in John 15, 16. He said, you didn't choose me, but what did I do? Jesus said, but I chose you and I what? And I appointed you, why? So that you may argue with people about politics on social media. This is your calling. Uh, did I misread that? I'm sorry. I've just been so wrapped up in the fun of arguing with people, okay? No, no. <laughs> Jesus said, I chose you and appointed you. Why? So that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. What are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. You may go. I chose you to go be my ambassador to show my fruit, to show my love to this world. You are not elected by people. You are chosen and appointed by God. You're an ambassador. You are not who others say you are. You are who God says you are. In fact, uh, it's that very line that really helped, helped solidify what I'm doing today. And let me tell you the, the backstory that means more to me than I even have the words to express. Uh, after graduating college, I worked in business for a short period of time and was uh, amazingly invited to serve at a church. My dream just to be a pastor and to serve in this church. And so I was serving full-time uh, and I was going to seminary full-time. So it was hectic as all get out. And I was midway through seminary and I, was, I qualified then to go through the ordination process of the de denomination that I was a part of. I jumped through all the hoops and there was a big group of um, people that were being considered for ordination and I was the only one rejected for ordination. Only one, okay? Your ideas are too out there, you're kind of weird, whatever, you know, and I probably deserve part of it, but they said, you know, we're, we're not saying no forever, we're saying no for now. Everyone else, yes, Craig. You, you're, you're on probation for a year. We want to continue to look at you, okay? I was devastated beyond measure. You have to understand, you know, my whole life is in this. This is what the, God called me to do this. And 
I was driving home from this meeting, bawling my eyes down. I'm in my little red geo prism, ugly crying, you know, snot flinging, you know, and we didn't have cell phones then, so I couldn't call Amy to talk about her. I had this hour and a half drive home, and I'm haunted with loneliness, just okay. And, and I felt like God spoke to me in the middle of my crying. I was crying mostly because I was maybe not called to ministry, partially because I was dri- driving a red geo prism. I just have to be honest with you. you know, and so I'm in the middle of this, and I felt, like, I felt like God spoke to me. Now, if you're new here, you might be, oh, you know, and those who've been here for a while, you know I'm not a guy that says God speaks to me all the time. Like this morning, God said, hey, Craig, let me tell you a joke. I'm like, okay, God, tell me. And, you know, oh, good one, God. You know, I'm, but anyway, I, what I felt like, it's rare, but I had one of those moments where I sensed words that I believe were from God. I'm crying, driving a little prism, and I just, I sensed the words, you are not who others say you are, you are who I say you are, and I say you're called to serve me in ministry, okay? When I heard that, that's all I needed. Not elected by people, chosen and appointed by God. And there are some of you, you need, to, you need to hear those very same words, and not from me, but from God, saying you are not who others say you are. You're not even who you think you are. You are who God says you are. He says you're chosen, you're equipped, you're called, you're anointed, you're appointed. As his ambassador, when you wake up every single day, you wake up with a divine mission to represent heaven on this earth. You're not even who the voice in your head says. Well, who do you think you are? You got in a fight on the way to church and you said a bad word yesterday and you don't know enough Bible, you could never be an ambassador. No, 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 no. This is not public opinion. This is God saying you are his chosen representative in this world. You're not an ordinary, just regular Christian. You're an ambassador of the most high God. Your only power is not to vote one time every four years. You have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwelling within you. You have divine power to make a difference in this world. You are an ambassador. As an ambassador, number one, you are not elected or chosen by people. You are appointed by our God. The second thing, if you're taking notes, is this. You're not a regular person. What are you? You are a royal priest of God. All right, so I'm an ambassador and a priest. I didn't know we were in a Catholic church. Where's this coming from? Work with me, work with me, okay? First Peter 2, 9, this is what Peter said. He said, you are a what? What are you? You are a chosen people. He said, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are God's special possession. Why? that you might declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. What are you? You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood. I wanna talk about that phrase, priesthood. um, If you don't know about Martin Luther, it's worth your time just to Google and study, just read an article or two about Martin Luther. He's known as the father of the great reformation. What's interesting is on October 31st of this year, it will mark the 499th anniversary of when Martin Luther took what was known as the 95 Thesis, nailed it to the Wittenberg door. It was known as, when he did this, it was known as the knock that was heard around the world. What did Luther do? Luther essentially confronted all the corruption in the church and brought severe correction. In fact, one of the biggest results among many is that the Bible that you have access to today 
in your language is a direct result of his work 499 years ago this week. Martin Luther, one of the things that he taught that I love is he coined the phrase, original to him, he coined the phrase, the priesthood of all believers. The priesthood of all believers, what is that? Martin Luther taught and believed that the phrase priest should be just as common as the term Christian. In other words, if you're a Jesus follower, what are you? Well, I'm a Christian. Or he thought you should say, well, I'm a priest of the most high God. What's he saying? His argument was that just because you're a priest of the church doesn't mean you're not a priest in the kingdom. There's no ranking for those who can make a difference with God. You don't have to be ordained by man to be chosen by God. You're a priest of the most high God. And that's what I hope you'll see yourself as. You're, You're a priest or pick your term. You're a pastor or you're, you're a spiritual influencer. I don't have any more power to make a difference in this world because I'm Pastor Craig than you do because you work it somewhere else. You have the same power and access to make a difference as I do. You are a spiritual influencer. The problem is many of you don't believe this. Most of you don't believe this. And it shows itself in the simplest way if we're at dinner and you're like, well, uh, it's time for the prayer. Pastor Craig, why don't you bless the food? You know what? I never do. Anytime I'm in a gathering, when you say, would you pray, your request for prayer bounces off me and comes right back to you. I always say, not in the mood today. Why? I'm not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. You pray. That's what I always do. So if you want me to pray, just get ready. It's coming back to you. The reason why I'm doing it, and then I watch you get all, oh, no, your, your prayers are just as powerful as mine. You've got the same access to the throne room of God. Why? You're a priest of the most high God. And when you see that, it changes the way you relate in this world. I did see a group of people, one of our life groups. Uh, if you're not in a life group, man, life is better together. I don't even know how you follow Jesus without the strength of, of community. And I went, Amy and I went to see uh, someone in the hospital who was in ICU and we came in and there was a bunch of life group members out in the waiting here, like, oh, this is great. And this guy said, oh, we're so thankful you're here, but you're really not needed. Like, well, you know, thanks, but I just came here to visit and want to show love and support from the church. And so they say, you, honestly, honestly, you're not needed. And I said, well, okay. And, and I think he could tell I was a little distraught, you know, or insulted or, you know, ready to ugly cry. He said, he said, no, just come look in here. They took us around the corner and showed us around the room. And there was a, the other half of the life group surrounding this person, praising, worshiping God, comforting the family. And I said, you know what? You're right. I'm not needed. There's a room full of pastors here. There's pastors everywhere. There's priests of God. There's spiritual influencers. Pastor Craig is not necessary because there's pastor so-and-so and pastor so-and-so and pastor so-and-so and pastor so-and-so and pastor so-and-so. It's people that recognize. I'm not just a regular person. I'm a spiritual representative. I am an ambassador. You, you have more power to influence lives than you ever imagined. You, you, your only influence isn't a single vote every few years. is access to the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead every single day. Feel it. Own it. What are you? If you're a Jesus follower, you're an ambassador. Not, not elected by people. Chosen by God. You're not just a regular person. What are you? You're a priest of the most high God. 
You are a spiritual influencer. You're called, chosen, a holy nation. The third thing I hope you'll recognize is this. As Christ ambassador, number three, you never represent yourself. You always represent Christ. This is so important. You never represent yourself. You always represent Christ. I love what Peter said in 1 Peter 2, 2. He said this, he said, live such good lives among the pagans. In other words, some people are gonna doubt Jesus. Some people don't believe in God. Hey, don't worry about what they believe. You just worry about how you live. You live in such a way that honors God that though they accuse you of doing wrong, what's gonna happen? They may see your good deeds. They may see the way you live and glorify God on the day he visits us. We need to recognize that as ambassadors, people aren't just listening to what we say, they're watching how we live. And though they may disagree with what we believe, when we live with integrity, when our actions match our beliefs, suddenly they may look on and say, wow, that person really is generous. Wow, that person really is helpful. Wow, that person really is loving. And though they may want to criticize, they're transformed when they see that we actually live truth in a way that transforms life. Live such good lives among those doubters that though they may hate you, they may see your good deeds and glorify God in heaven. And what you need to recognize is that means you Every single one of you. There's a lot of times people say, well, Craig, we're praying for you because we know you're held to a higher standard. We're praying for you because there's a lot of pressure because you're the man. We're praying for you because you're held to a higher standard. Now listen to me. If you're a Jesus follower, we're held to the same standard, okay? I'm held to a higher standard of what I teach, okay? We're all held to a higher standard of how we live, and you need to recognize that. In fact, this is a pet peeve of mine, so can I rant? Okay, thank you, I will. Uh, years ago, I posted one of my favorite Facebook posts ever, six years ago, and I said something, it was Amy's birthday, and I said something about my love for her, and I ended the post with, I love you with all my heart, happy 40th birthday, Amy, you're way better than two 20-year-olds. <laughs> Funny, right? Oh, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Oh, you know how people with no life have nothing else to do, but okay. Well, they were there and awake that day. And so, oh, Pastor Craig, we expected so much more out of you. You're a man of God. You should never say something like that. Oh, Pastor Craig, we told, I can't, I'm devastated. I'm never gonna, oh, blah, 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 blah. Listen to me. Pull your panties out of your crack, okay? Just wait, it, Two things, understand this. Number one, that was funny. Number two, it's true. It's crazy true. She's way better than two, she's 46 now. I'll say it again. She's better than two 23 year olds and I'll say it every year we go along. But yeah. Pastor Craig, Pastor Craig, Pastor Craig. Okay, so, all right. Maybe that was immature. Maybe it was slightly inappropriate, whatever. Okay, I, okay fair enough. But Pastor Craig, you're a higher standard. No, 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 no. I'm not asking to be brought down to your standard as regular Christian. I'm saying you're not a regular Christian. You're brought up to a higher standard just with me, okay? Everything we do, everything we do matters, okay? They will know that we are disciples of Jesus by how we love one another. They will not know that we are disciples of Jesus by how we vote. They will not know that we are disciples of Jesus by how we vote. They will know that we are disciples of Jesus by how we love one another. This really, really matters. You're an ambassador. We represent God every single day. We sit from heaven 
to make a difference. What are you? Don't, don't miss it. If you're a Jesus follower, you're a chosen people. You're, you're a holy nation. You're an ambassador of the most high God. You're God's special possession. You're trusted with the message of reconciliation as though God were making his appeal through you. So where are we going in this series? I want you to understand, under God, question mark. Next week, next week, we're gonna ask the question and try to answer it. How do we as Jesus followers live under God in a culture that's increasingly hostile toward God? Week number three, after the election. How do we as Jesus followers stand united spiritually even though we may have differences politically? And week number four, how do we as Jesus followers in this culture continue to love with grace and yet never ever compromise truth? So important. So, landing the plane. Craig, are you freaked out? Are you wigged out? Are you worried? Are you upset? Things are bad, things are crazy. Oh my gosh, what if this one's elected? What if that one's elected? What are we gonna do? It's all getting bad, it's getting worse. Craig, are you freaking out? Are you panicked? On and on and on, okay, let me tell you this. No matter who is elected into office, on the other side of the election, guess what? Our God will still be in charge. He'll still be in charge. Don't forget this. Long before any of us were born, he was ruling then. And long after the 2016 election in one of God's nations on his planet Earth that dwells within his entire galaxy, he will still be in charge. Am I worried? No, I'm not worried. But we're losing rights as Christians. Well, we're going to get persecuted. There's going to be persecutions coming. You know what? If some persecution comes, bring it on, man. I'm going to tell you right now, the American church would do well to be persecuted some. I've argued for far too long. It's been easy, too easy to be a Christian in America. What are you? Well, I'm not Buddhist, so I guess I'm a Christian. Oh, whatever. Call yourself a duck. If you can't fly, you're not a duck. You know, oh, well, if, if there's a little, if, if for one time, it costs something somebody. Well, he said something bad to me on Twitter. That's persecution. No, 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 no. Till you're about to have your head cut off, you don't know persecution, okay? If there's severe, if there's even more mild persecution in our country, what's gonna happen? Our roots will go deeper, okay? We'll, we'll, we'll need each other. We're not gonna be lukewarm. Suddenly, we're gonna be all in. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna pray more, we're gonna believe more, we're gonna seek God more. I'm not afraid of persecution. Persecution strengthens the church. Well, the world's getting darker. Well, so-and-so gets elected, gets, the world's gonna get darker. I got a prophecy for you, ready for it? If the other one gets elected, it's gonna get darker too. <laughs> what happens when the world gets darker? The light shines brighter. Am I worried? Not at all, <laughs> not at all. Are we gonna be involved? Absolutely. Are we informed? Of course we are. Are we voters? Darn straight we are. Are, 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 we, are we freaking out, running for the hills, panicking, building shelters, getting guns, shooting people in the name of Jesus? Oh, praise God, I just killed you. <laughs> we don't go to church, listen, we are the church. The church that has endured for centuries, imperfect, but strengthened by Christ. So, wherever you're from, whatever nation you're loyal to, church online, man, 
all over the world, globally, we are the family of Christ. America, Albania, Argentina, Australia, whatever nation, if you're a Jesus follower, we are united by the name that is above every name, the name that is above every nation, we are united. And I'll tell you right now, I am a patriotic, flag-flying, God-loving American and proud to be so. But although I love our country, I worship a different king. And my loyalty is to more than just a country. My loyalty is to the one who gave his life for me so that I could have true freedom. And I will defend the freedom to speak because that's pretty important to me. But more than just defending the freedom to speak, we're here to help people find freedom in Christ. And that is the greatest thing we can do because he who the Son sets free is free indeed. So Father, empower us as your church to be the light in a very dark world. God, I pray that we don't run and hide in fear and panic and get all freaked out because we trust in you. God, empower us to do our part, to represent you every single day, waking up on a mission, knowing you've called us to be ambassadors in this world. All of our churches, as you're reflecting in prayer, I want to talk to those of you who say, yes, I am a Jesus follower. I am a follower of Christ. If that's you today at all of our churches, I just want to ask if you want to step into embrace and own a higher calling of an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Listen, your life is not your own. If you're a Jesus follower, you are bought with a price. You belong to him. We die to ourselves so we can live for him. And all of our churches, though, who say, those who say, yes, I want to step into this divine mission. Every single day, I'm on mission from God to show his love. Help me understand, God. Help me to see myself as you see me. Help me to see myself as an ambassador. If that's you, lift your hands high right now. All of our churches, just lift your hands. God, I thank you so much for a church full of people who want to know you intimately and show your love passionately. God, may we recognize and see ourselves as you see us, chosen, called, anointed, appointed, equipped to be an ambassador, the highest ranking spiritual diplomat representing the kingdom of heaven on this earth, showing your light and your love into this world. God, may we wake up embracing our divine mission to be salt and light in this world. May we do it with integrity, God, and may we do it with love. Cause your church, the bride of Christ, to rise up, to be the church in this world. And God, in our little part of the world, in this one nation, May we glorify you as Jesus followers all over the world say, Father, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As you keep praying today at all of our churches, there are those of you that would say, I'm not one of those religious people. I'm, I'm, I certainly wouldn't classify myself as a, as a passionate follower of Jesus, but something's happening right now to you, and you know it. It may be a process that may have been going on for a while. There's something that's drawing you toward God. What is that? Let me just tell you right now. That is his loving kindness. That is his spirit that draws people to himself. Earlier I told you that we are, we are carriers of the message of reconciliation. That, that's my role. And what I wanna do today is just is give you the very simple message of rec reconciliation. Why is it that many times we feel guilty? I, I, it, no matter who you are, no matter what religious background you have, oh, 
that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I feel ashamed of that. Why is that? I would argue all day long because God put within you a conscience that you know. The reality is that none of us are taught to sin. Why? Because we are sinners by nature. No one ever says, here's sin class, now be selfish to a two-year-old. By nature, we're sinners and our sin separates us from a holy God. But here's the amazing news. This is how good God is. That God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, Man, just read about Jesus, look at him. He hung out with the lowest of the low, the dirtiest of the dirty, the most filthy sinners. He loved them where they were, but he didn't leave them there. He sent Jesus who was without sin to become sin for us. On a cross 2000 years ago, Jesus gave his life. On the third day, he rose again, why? So that any of us who call on his name would be changed, forgiven, and made new. And all of our churches here, those of you, you recognize something's happening. This is God drawing and you have a choice to say, yes, I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. I have sinned and I need to be made new. And all of our churches, those who say, yes, that's me. Jesus, I want you. I wanna be yours. I wanna follow you. My life is not my own today. I surrender it to you, Jesus. Take my life, I give it to you. That's your prayer, lift your hands high right now. All of our churches and say, yes, I surrender to you. Right back over here, God bless you. Others of you over here in the back, right back over here, up close here, right back over there, over here on this side. Others today say, yes, Jesus, I surrender. I trust you back here on this side. Praise God for you. Church online, you click right below me. Others today who say, yes, I trust you to save me. Everybody pray, pray aloud with those around you. Heavenly Father, today I surrender my life to you. Jesus, save me. Be first in my life. My Lord, my Savior, fill me with your spirit so I could know you, so I could serve you, so I could be your ambassador, showing your love in this world. My life is not my own. Today I give it to you. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray. Life Church, would you worship big, celebrate big, welcome those born into God's family. It's our honor as a church to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life. And we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to life.church next. You know, one of the biggest honors God has allowed our church to be a part of is by helping millions of people around the world engage with God's Word on a daily basis with the help of the YouVersion Bible app. Literally millions of people all over the world reading God's Word at a moment's notice. And one of those people is former pro surfer turned personal trainer, Noah Snyder, who helps himself and others grow stronger in the Word. I grew up here on the coast and I've spent most of my life as a professional surfer. And now I'm a fitness trainer, I'm in a gym, and basically I enjoy watching people get their lives back and being transformed. The fitness journey is tough. It's a matter of just coming and putting in the time. Come on, let's go. Drive, drive, drive. And it's my job to get in their face, like, come on, you know, you're gonna do this, you're gonna make it. You have to believe it. Three, two, one, and go. Come on, pretty work, pretty work. Yeah, when people walk through the door here at Momentum, they're carrying a lot. 
It could be emotional, it could be physical, the pressures of life. You can look at everything around you and you can almost have the sense of just wanting to give up. So encouragement is a huge part of my life being a fitness trainer, but first and foremost, I also need to be encouraged myself. I've got to get plugged in every single day to God's word and I do that through the Bible app on my phone. Even if it's just for one minute, two minutes, five minutes, where I get the word in me, I become a little bit more confident. I get a little bit more boldness. I need those things to do what it is that I do. I want to hear you down. Up. Good. Down. The word is what will sustain you. Your strength is only going to get you but so far, but it's his strength that's actually going to get you through that finish line. If you'd like to engage with God's Word wherever you go, you can download the YouVersion Bible app wherever you get your apps from, or just go to bible.com slash app. You know, it's our mission and our passion here at Life Church to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ, and we'll do anything short of sin to make that happen, all because we believe whoever finds God truly finds life. See you next time.